0: Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of The Poll Party, brought to you by EMI Research and a part of the IntelliCast Podcast Network. As always, my name is Adam Jolly and joining me is Rory Deneen.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: This is so great. I feel like we're in the thick of politics.
1: We really are. It's, it's kind of getting to the best time of the year for politics, I I guess.
0: call it the deep end yeah. of the poll party poll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, as always, e- uh, EMI Research Solutions is the primary sponsor. Primary sponsor of the poll party. You can find us on Twitter: EMI underscore Research. Uh, poll party is poll party pod. My own Twitter is Adam Jolly and Rory. What's your Twitter?
1: Research underscore Rory
0: uh you can also send us an email that's an easier way to communicate if you wanted to come on to the pod if you had a poll that you thought we missed or if you had a thought about what we're doing here um, that's pollpartypod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail or text message at 312-620-7187 rory how's everything going
1: Things are great. Let's jump right into the news. Uh, we're going to start with the Democratic primary update. Honestly, there's big news here, but the polls have not been super great. There's nothing really big has happened there. Um, so the first thing is uh, Kamala Harris is in and Bloom or Kamala Harris is out and out <laughs> and Bloomberg is in.
0: Yeah. Um... I don't know how I feel. I, I, I guess I, I've seen where she's the highly, highest polling candidate to drop out so far. So the yep. the, niece, the most significant of everything. Uh, but what about when she drops out? Uh, did, have you seen anything as far as polling or anybody saying like where her supporters are going to go?
1: I actually haven't seen too much. I think it's quite interesting. But I think Nate Silver found that Harris supporters were most likely to consider Warren or Biden. So kind of the front runners, uh, the people yeah. that you're seeing at the top of the polls, um, which is not shocking. Typically, that's what you see um, right. in these sort of situations.
0: And secondarily, uh, Michael Bloomberg entering the race. Um, I was in New York for majority of this week. So far I saw a lot of Michael Bloomberg, uh, support commercials, billboards and whatnot. Um, what does this campaign look like, Rory?
1: I do want to say, first of all, I was also in New York
0: right before you. It was great to see you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I also saw a lot of ads. I thought that that was really interesting. Um, how quickly it happened. It was like it, he came out and he was ready to go. Um, so I think he he has done a lot of work to make sure that this is uh, something he needs to do and he's ready to do it. So I think he is ready to jump right in and be a part of this race. Um, I think we don't really have enough really quickly to um, – check the polls and see how he's doing. Um, But I think over time, we're going to kind of see him jump in there uh, faster than assumed. Um, He outspent the entire Democratic field the week of Thanksgiving with TV ads. So that's probably what we saw.
0: It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, He has the money. I mean, if if you looked into it, you know that uh, majority of the money for campaigns, and this is not just this year um, because of the incumbent, uh, but the GOP usually does a great job of fundraising. Um, they usually have a lot of money. I know Trump, even as he's running again for the next election, has uh, raised a lot more money than a lot of the Democratic candidates to come up. Um, and so Bloomberg coming in and kind of blowing everybody out of the water is a big thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, Tom Stryer has some uh, TV spots out there right now, um, but it's uh, those are the billionaires. right? Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe that's a thing, right? The, the billionaires are leading everything as far as what their TV ads are going for.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Now we're going to switch over to the national polls. Um, we're going to talk about a Tubman uh, national poll that was released on the 2nd of December. It's conducted by YouGov. Um, it talked to 1,000 completed online surveys um, from the YouGov panel. Uh, That's not too surprising. I think what's most interesting about the results of this is that Yang came in at 11%. So it was Biden, 25%, Warren, 23%, Sanders, 13%, Yang, 11%, and Buttigieg, 6%. We don't normally see Yang this high. And I thought that that was really interesting.
0: It's super interesting. So with this poll, you see Biden trending up. You see uh, Sanders maybe a spot higher than what we have. And seeing him obviously, Mayor Pete taking the biggest hit here, where it looks like Yang is getting some of his supporters and Biden getting some of his supporters. Uh, I don't know what I say. I I think the most, the biggest thing that I can get from here is kind of like the bias of what the poll can have, and so like you'll have a bias with. We've talked for years about phone. Having, how it has biased um, and how this one's showing how completely done online service has will have a bias. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later on about like morning consult and some of the things that, that, you know, like Civis and those type of polling agencies are doing to where it's a lot of intercept. And, and yeah, it's a, it's online polling, but a little bit more like shorter, shorter, more like in the moment type trends. And I think that when you see a poll like this, and there's such stark differences from what the national average has, or if you were to aggregate across polls, it really shows how leaning towards one form of methodology only when conducting any type of polling and kind of come up with some kind of scientific uh, hypothesis, it, it can really skew your results and maybe not be the the total truth in telling.
1: Yeah. And I think when I saw this, I immediately wanted to look further into it. So uh, I dug a little bit deeper and I saw that Although they interviewed a 1,000 people total, um, they only asked about the Democratic primary to Democratic voters, which is normal. But there was 468 Democratic voters in this poll. So the sample size kind of goes down significantly when you put it in that perspective. Um, And so I think that that also just... Plays in that it's really important to look further into these things to understand uh, what you might be seeing.
0: Okay, so you've got a a thousand completed online surveys, but of those thousand, only 468 of them were registered Democratic voters. Yes. So this would assume that the other 34, 54% were either independent or Republican and would be voting in the Democratic primary.
1: They would not be. So this is only talking to the Democrats.
0: Yes. So it's
1: a little confusing, but Uh, with that small of a sample size, we can't be looking at a thousand complaints. We're looking at 468. Um, And so they might be weighted a little bit differently or the demographics may have come on a little differently, but I think it it really the big thing is make sure that when you see something that don't just take it for their word Um, look a little deeper and really understand. Um, And they do break it out by demographics. If you want to look a little bit deeper,
0: does this also speak to the lack of quality for online surveys in general?
1: Ooh, tough
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> no. Run away, run away, win away. Uh,
1: the next poll we want to talk about, or the news update, um, is the Politico Morning Consult poll. Um, so they looked at among primary voters, the standings, the top four is Biden, Sanders, Warren, and Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Um, very different than the YouGov uh, poll. And I think that's interesting to see. And then they also look at early primary voters. Um, So this is the big states that uh, we kind of paid a lot of attention to here on poll party. Um, And among those, it's Biden, Sanders, Buttigieg, then Warren.
0: Yeah, not much change between the two, though, right? Between no. the two of them, really, the top two stay the same, and just you flip Warren and Budajich. Let me just say also, like, I am very impressed by how consistent you are with the pronunciation of Budajich. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I just said it wrong again, yeah. and sometimes I'll throw in a booty gig. Yeah. I- anyway, um, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> It's good to see the consistency here then, right? Like you would assume that they were like, this is how things are going to like start to trend as we go forward through time. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think consistency is good to see in polls, um, Especially when nothing major is taking place, when there's no major events that we should be tracking, then it's in. It's almost you want to see consistency in polls. That's kind of what makes them.
0: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that, like consistency in polls, kind of tracking over time. Like what are you seeing as things go on as you're tracking like the different polls over the last, say, like six months or so.
1: Well, it's really interesting that you ask that because we took a look at a real political, a real political politics um, tracker. And it's really actually very interesting because if you go online and we'll post the link to it, um, you can select which candidate you want to see and it graphs their um, following over the Six months. Really. So you can kind of see how their campaign. And if you look at the dates and the ups and the downs, you can see what major events have taken part in uh, their ups and their downs. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting. Some to note is that Biden, Biden is trending down since June. Uh, it's a pretty steady decrease. Um, Warren is trending up since October, but she's seen a recent dip. Mayor Pete trends up since October. Notice I didn't say his last name there, Bernie, <laughs> <laughs> Bernie relatively steady. Uh, he's seen a small dip when he visited the hospital. And we talked about that here on Poll Party. So if you right. haven't listened to those episodes, maybe go back. But it rose back to the same level prior to his visit. Um, so I thought that those were some interesting topics that you saw um, over time. But definitely go look at that. It was really cool. I spent some some a, a lot of time on it, more than I'd like to admit.
0: Uh, I think it's awesome. I think this is how we all should view this instead of these snapshot type panels um, and compare them over time because when you start to see the trend, I think I think that is a lot of how like where the money goes also behind yeah. candidates. I mean, I know unless you I mean, talked about Bloomberg and Stryer coming through with the billions of dollars and stuff that they can throw into it, but uh, that's really where you see the trends. And so um, I would recommend everybody go look at these cyber polls, go and look over like long term tracking. And that is really how you can form your opinion on who's trending up, who's trending down rather than the the loud noise after a debate.
1: Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to the impeachment more news. Um, this is something that is kind of going on. And uh, I think the, the impeachment
0: is something that's kind of going on. Yeah, just
1: sort of okay. every yeah. once in a while.
0: Eh. <laughs> it happens.
1: Um, I think the most interesting and the biggest insight from this is not much has changed. Um, Washington Post averages the national polls and found that there was little change in support or opposition to impeachment stance in the public hearings. Um, we saw 47 percent support and 43 percent opposition. Um, and those that are already divided, the independents, um, was 42 percent to 44 percent
0: that's, um, a, that's a big deal, though, right? Yeah. When you think about how polarizing everything else is, when you think about the the Dems versus the Republicans, like where the independents fit, it's kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah. And I think the most interesting thing that I took away from all of this information is that it just – already clarify something we already knew, um, where mm-hmm. the splits are. Um, and of course, most people that were already thinking or already wanted impeachment are still thinking that. And then those who are opposed are opposed of it, um, are still opposed. Um, and so it doesn't really seem like the impeachment hearings, the public hearings are changing too much in the polls.
0: I agree. Um, one of the things that I know that we were looking at with the impeachment update is the difference in the swing states, right? Yep. And so the swing states, if you follow it along, we've talked a lot about how um, you know Fred Luntz and, and some other political experts have said that it really comes down to about 6% of the entire population of what's going to decide this next national election. And there's uh, not too many states, really about eight states that can decide like who does vote. And that's, uh, you know, they call them swing states because they carry a big chunk of electoral college votes. Uh, and so in those swing states, there is a difference in that's happening, right? And so we saw earlier it was uh, lower, but now like 44% support impeachment and 51% are in opposition of, of impeachment. That's a huge shift, right?
1: Yes, definitely. And I think it's important to keep an eye on this exactly, um, especially with the national poll being a little bit different than
0: that. So one would think that... If in these states, if they're the swing states, if these are the states that the Democrats have to win to take back over the White House, then they should have a higher percentage of support than opposition, right?
1: Agreed. Thank you. Now we're going to move on over to the poll of the week. Poll of the week. Definitely something you want to be talking about with your boss, but here goes nothing. This is the Harris ah. Poll open X survey about online shopping at work. Hmm. Yes, I've never done it. Ah, 2,000 awesome. consumers were surveyed. 69% of them admitted online shopping at work and 81% nice. of these survey respondents were millennials your take
0: um i get it i mean it's not all it's not all great times you know take a little pomodoro effect work for 50 minutes take 10 minutes off to go shop do it especially on monday cyber monday come on i don't i I think it's great take a little break from the day in fact i love that there is consumer behaviors among my employees because that makes me think that they have to work harder so they have to get them more money. So they like to shop, right? That's the best thing, thing that here. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that can happen for a boss is if an employee gets married or has a baby.
1: Yeah. And I'm, you have to work harder. I'm really excited that this is now public uh, uh, and recorded. Uh,
0: <laughs> shop away, everybody.
1: I think what I'd really like to I bought a like t-shirt to see, today, by oh, the way. Oh, online. at work?
0: Yeah, at work. A couple <laughs> minutes ago, I bought a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I'll... I'll I'm not going to say what the t-shirt was, but it was a funny t-shirt. So I'm really excited about it.
1: Well worth it. Uh, I think what's most interesting and what I would love to see is what times of years of the year people tend to do more online shopping at work, especially since we are coming up on the holidays, which is the busiest shopping season of the year. Yeah, Um, Do people shop more in the summer? Maybe because those are the slower months. So um, there's more people out of the office. So they feel more empowered to just, you know, flip the screen. Um, (laughs) Or is it this time of the year?
0: Um, Probably this time of the year Because you're also kind of crammed Like it seems yeah. like you don't have enough days Like we're 20 days away from Christmas right now As we're recording this And so you have to do some online shopping If you don't get those in for the next week You're not going to get them by the holidays So yeah, it seems like this would be the time of the year But also like I mean You think about like the day after the Super Bowl You shouldn't expect to get a whole lot of work done You know The day after uh, St. Patrick's Day You don't get a whole lot of work done The day of Valentine's Day, as you're preparing for love, not a lot of work done. Anyway, there's just some other holidays, Um, kind of segueing us into the quiz of the week.
1: Yes. And before we get to the quiz of the week. Oh, never mind. I just want to say a congratulations to a friend of the podcast. Who's this? David Dutwin has just joined NORC at the University of Chicago. Really? Yes. This is great news. So we're very happy for him. Uh, He was a guest on the podcast. First Um, guest. Yes.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So Congratulations, David. This is great. Come back on whenever you want.
1: So so now we're going to switch over to the quiz of the week.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: We're going to talk about, like you said earlier, we're going to talk about what is your inner holiday. I will let you know that I took this earlier. And I, surprisingly got christmas
0: okay i'm gonna take it i took it earlier which i believe to be truthful answers but i'm gonna take it again here now
1: the first question is are you in the holiday spirit it's the fifth of the month are you there
0: i am in the holiday spirit Um, i put up a real tree this year and so yes very much so holiday spirit
1: the next one is, do you like scary movies? The answers are yes, no, I've never seen a scary movie. And as long as it has romance. And I hope you don't choose that. I've never seen a scary movie considering uh, we took a scary movie quiz already on this podcast. Um,
0: I'm either going to go no, or as long as it has romance,
1: which one <laughs> I'm going to say no. Choose some food. So one looks like it's like this a. This is my
0: favorite part, by the way, when yeah, you describe the food. Weird pictures. Yeah. yeah.
1: So one looks like it's a salad with some soft boiled eggs on top. Yeah. Um, the next look like it's it's not necessarily a salad, but it's like a uh, vegetable spread. Um, so like you know I when you go to a party that, yeah. and it's like onion dip and ranch. That's a um, lot to
0: think about. The next that looks picture.
1: like it's a fancy pizza, not just like a normal Domino's. It's fancy. And then a like pumpkin squash soup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to go with Ooh, the soft boiled egg. Interesting. Now.
1: Healthy. I uh, yeah. I
0: just don't feel like that pizza is not my type of pizza. Yeah. If it was like a pepperoni, like slab of grease pizza, I'd vote for that.
1: Choose some candy. So it looks like sour gummy worms, starbursts, a lollipop, or just like hard candy. Like it looks like, like a
0: parade mix. Yeah. You call that? Yeah, uh, like when you're
1: not really sure what it's called, but you eat it anyway, yeah. and it's not great.
0: No, not good at all. I'm yeah. going to go uh, the gummy worms.
1: Now you're going to choose some Christmas decorations. Seems like a trap. Yeah. One is a fully decorated Christmas tree with the white lights, not the colorful lights. One's a wreath.
0: You just stop that? Who does colorful lights on a Christmas tree? I do. You do? All right. Yeah. Never mind. I'll hold that.
1: <laughs> the next is a wreath. Wreath? Wreath?
0: Interesting. No.
1: Don't know how that came out. It's, this takes us back to
0: the Mayor Pete bootleg. Uh, is it a reef?
1: It's a a (laughs) wreath, it's a
0: picture of coral hanging off of a door. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. That would be a reef,
1: or just one ornament, a single ornament in someone's hands, or none, no Christmas decorations whatsoever.
0: Christmas tree, come on, yeah.
1: You got,
0: I'm a merry person, Merry Christmas, everybody. You love the holidays and being with family. You brighten everyone's mood when they're around. Let the light inside of you get out. I say it all the time. I'm a Christmas tree. That was fun. What was your, was what was your holiday?
1: I got Christmas as well.
0: Yeah, Mayor Brian. Or, <laughs> Mayor Brian, <laughs> <Mayor> Brian Budigieg? <laughs> what was your holiday? Valentine's Day. You're a very sensitive man. Yeah. I get that. You answered Love's you love. like scary movies as long as they're romance to them, <sighs> didn't you? There you go. That's what got you there. (laughs) Oh, anything else we need to talk about before we wrap up this episode?
1: I think we are good to go.
0: That's awesome. I'm excited to see uh, how the polling comes as we wrap up the year. I know uh, it'll be interesting to see if anyone else drops out. We have one more debate coming up this month. Um, As far as impeachment goes, we should hear shortly about what is going to happen from the House committee on if they're going to move forward with any kind of impeachment. So a lot of political polling news coming up. Well, that'll do it for episode eight of the poll party. Um, if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can reach us at EMI underscore research poll party pod, Adam Jolly. Rory, what's your Twitter?
1: Research underscore Rory.
0: And as always, you can email us if you want to come on the pod. If there's some poll that we missed, if you disagreed with anything that we said, you can email us at pollpartypod at Gmail, or leave us a voicemail or text at 312-620-7187. Anything going on, Rory? you excited for the holiday season?
1: I'm so excited. I'm Christmas. Of course, I'm excited.
0: So exciting. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day at the poll party. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c sweetradiocom